Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. Your host, Chris, here with Ro. And we are here to talk about the film, See How They Run, and the West End of 1950s London's plans for a movie version of a smash hit play come to an abrupt halt after a pivotal member of the crew is murdered. Uh, yes. Um, what did you think of this film? I think it had good bones, but it doesn't completely deliver. It's silly in ways that I like. It plays around with a lot of murder mystery, kind of dinner theater type tropes. I like the techniques, but something about it just you, you wonder doesn't what it is? all the way hit. You, you wonder what it is? What? It, it's, it's if you ordered um, Knives Out, but from Wish. I mean, that might be apt. I mean, it's really what it is. Like, the entire time I'm watching the movie going like, oh, this is the budget version of Knives Out. But, but not, it's but, not... But, it, but, it, but it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit the points that it should be hitting. It just, they, every single time they chose to hit those points, it falls flat, and you're just like, that's it? Like, I, I don't, I mean, it's not a bad film. It's not a bad film. It's just, it's just flat. But it's not supposed to, like, invoke Knives Out. It's supposed to kind of be a meta story that's kind of a hat tip play within a movie within a play Agatha Christie kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So maybe the sensibilities about it that are throwing me off are the the ways in which it had many similarities to Knives Out because that's leaning into a different kind of, you know, genre type thing. Well, same genre, but different edge. But that's what I mean. It's like, I wasn't expecting the Knives Out it, it was hitting, it was giving me knives out uh, knives out vibes when it shouldn't have and i'm like but why it should be something totally different and it's just yeah i don't know it just <clears throat> i i'm with you it's it, i didn't hate it didn't love it, it but it's just one of those things it was missing something you know yeah, it's I mean, just yeah because because like the parts of the the parts of it that kind of were like right on point for like the play that it's playing with mousetrap mhm they work. And I, and I feel like a bit of, you know, Sorsha and Sam's energy was off because they didn't get silly enough. Yeah. So when they had to turn around and get serious, it didn't kind of, the juxtaposition didn't play properly. But I don't think it was Sam that was the problem. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, maybe, maybe it's just, I don't know. They did this. They did that kind of posthumous, like, narrator thing, and it worked for the first part of it. But I mean, Adrian Brody really built a despicable character very well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, he does. (laughs) But I think. Well, I think the other thing too is you. And and again, I think this is the part that that works well. It just. They didn't play on it. It felt like it didn't play on it enough. You know, they tell you how the film's going to end, right at the front, right? Like yep. you get, you get the uh, info dump of how the film's going to end if you're paying it. And, you're, and I and I figured that I was like, okay, I know, I see, I see what they're going to do. They're going to hit all this stuff, and then that's how the film is going to go. Because at one point, a character actually pitches this film, <laughs> right? And everybody, <laughs> and, and and again, that's to me, that's the stuff that works when somebody. Pictures film yeah. goes like that's bombastic, that's over the top, like that's ridiculous, and nobody would believe that shit. That's that's a terrible film, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. So you guys are gonna do that, right? Okay, perfect. And that's 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 what I mean. 
all of those beats hit. Yeah, I like I like the energy in the moment with like Dave Yoello and just the way he. Yeah, like like when they were being tawdry, when it was supposed to be a hoot. I even like the Agatha Christie energy at the end. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, they tried too hard to do this light and breezy versus world weary. And I feel like the light and breezy is when they were giving knives out and it shouldn't have. Like they should have stuck more with the increasingly dark world, you know, dinner theater thing. And and this is where I don't know whether or not Clue existing helped or hurt them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It just... yeah, Because yeah. I enjoyed it, but I really feel like it's because they were doing things that I liked about the old Hollywood genre with Adrian Brody's character, with the telling you the thing and then, you know, having that be the irony and then basically trolling you mm-hmm. through, especially if you missed it. But there's yeah but if you if you if you don't really kind of respond to this kind of like dry witty snark dialogue you might f- not be able to get into this enough for it to hold you you could fall asleep mm-hmm. yeah oh I'm and not that's gonna lie. a shame I, and, and i'm not gonna lie i <laughs> didn't finish the first first watch right i started watching it i was like i'll watch this tomorrow and that's what i did i had to finish the last 40 minutes the next day because I'm not going to lie, I was starting to... And granted, I was tired and was late, and that's probably why, not just the film, but yeah, that was me. And I like, I, I like these kinds of films. I watch these mm-hmm. kinds of films. So, you know, that was me. And if that's me, other people might, might not do what they need. So, Yeah, you may not make it. There are too many comparisons for some of the beats in these movies that really sing. And I think that's going to be a bit of a problem for them to overcome. Um, and, you know, the world-weary detective and the bouncy rookie, some of that energy was wrong with the way Sorsha played the rookie. And mm-hmm. I think um, that was a limitation of them not really wanting to lean in some of the things that Agatha Christie does really well, especially when you put it on stage. And But then when you realize that some of the thing that's happening here is really based on the true story of, like, you know, the mousetrap, in and of itself, I feel like they underutilized those aspects of the story in ways that could have really worked in with the whole, you know, setup that Adrian Brody gave. Right. Yeah. And it really could have worked even more because Daniel Willow is giving. I don't know why he gave what we got, but right. well, <laughs> but I, his Mervyn yeah. Cocker Norris, I it's just the self-important screenwriter, he is all the way in. And I think that's the other thing too. It's like is this guy there's another one of those ensemble casts that I don't feel like they use to its full ex- no. the fullest extent. Right. And so mm-hmm. because but again, going back to what we were saying, because it didn't it feels like it's also one of those films that I know where it wants to be. Right. And mm-hmm. so when it does that, when it focuses on that, it's great. But yeah, it's just Yeah, just missing something. Just missing yeah, something. There's, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I think the screenwriter was really clever with the 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 old hollywood p- touches the the pulp vibe but i think when doing the the mystery the play within the movie he didn't necessarily know what beats would work well for his mystery and then it's even made worse because the camera work really works mm-hmm. yeah so every every part of the performance that's not perfectly on 
they framed it for you with amazing transitions and you know the the placard cards and like some old old silent movie style like like moves coupled with a lot of dinner or uh, like west end theater type techniques it made all those flaws even bigger Mm-hmm. But it also made the parts that were funny even funnier. Yeah. And like I said, there's some some really funny moments in this film. It's just yeah. Mm. It it um the camera reminds me of some of the Wes Anderson films and and, and that that works. It's just Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I, I it was one of those I finished watching this film and I just couldn't really put my finger on how I felt about it. Again, it's not a bad film. I think it's entertaining. And again, like you said, you know, the, and you know, you know now that I think about it, I think it might be because of Sam and Shursa. That part doesn't work. Like Sam's, mm-hmm. Sam's fine, but them together, it just, it, it's just. She's bringing the wrong thing to the, yeah. the uh, cause she's not an ingenue. She's just an overeager rookie, and she she's yeah, she's bringing the wrong energy to the green trainee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I it, mean, I mean, Sam Rockwell's so leaning so far into being the world weary, he didn't even try to maintain his accent for the whole movie. No, kind of yeah, worked. Yeah, I know. Right, <laughs> kind of right, worked though. Right, right. I actually, I actually think he might have been drunk uh, while he was doing this film because. <laughs> you know, Method acting, all right? That could have been like, what it is. So, I'm like, Sam, was this a favor for a friend? What's going on? Right, right, right. But it actually, to the point that it actually works, but like the energy between the two of them, and, and that's your eyes into this. And so, and so that, that hurts. Also, the fact that it's at sometimes it's trying so hard to be the mystery and figure out who, and I'm like, by the time we got to the end, I was like, I don't really give a shit. Mm mm. Right. But I did gag at the Christie. <laughs> right. So that yeah, that was a good that was that was good. That was that, that I mean, I, but that's the energy it should have had all the way throughout. Just mm-hmm. just this side of unhinged. Yeah. Like like you know what I mean? Right. And when you get into the part where it actually has like, you know, the mousetrap has been like one of the longest running plays in the west end it's like seven decades the only other than the covid stoppage the west the end has always had a mousetrap playing and i just really feel like if you were going to do this and you're going to have the energy that you set up and the layout it's like that like we don't even get we we truly do not get enough with the cast you're right they're completely underutilized it makes it even more apparent when the energy between uh sam and sorcia doesn't work Mm -hmm. yeah you're right and I just, I just, yeah, they had some great people in place and they just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Maybe they should have brought Roy Wood Jr. back. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, mm, yeah. It, it, again, this is just one of those films that I hate to say, don't forget. <laughs> you will, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was interesting. It was, it, <sighs> I've seen I've seen some movies that I gave no score or one. This is not down there. This is like hanging out. It's like a six. Yeah, I would say six, six and a half. Yeah, six. I'm I'm a, I'm a cool six. Yeah. And how can you watch this? Is this going to be one of those in theaters only? 
It's only 98 minutes, but hmm, is it an in theater only? No. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm that's saying something. We don't even remember how y'all could see this one. It might be. Yeah, I think it's only in theaters, which I think is a mistake. Yeah, it's definitely a mistake. (laughs) I'm like, ain't nobody gonna gonna watch this home, dude. Because if you're if you're older and you kind of like you like Midsummer Murders and and PBS is your bag, there are parts of this movie that are gonna work for you, but there are enough parts that are not. You're gonna be pissed because the Agatha Christie of it all is also not enough. Like they phone parts of that in. Yeah. Um, the humor is here, but it's not high enough. The the silly is here, but it's not silly enough. Uh, the edge is here, but it's not edgy enough. So it's just not enough. It's just not enough, and that's a mistake for a mer- a mystery crime movie that's an hour and thirty eight minutes that you can only watch in movie theaters. That goes up that against is... the woman. That going up against the woman king. <laughs> yeah that's not okay. don't that this is a tactical error <laughs> okay yeah sure 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 okay that's not gonna sorry to this man right i mean this is mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. It, that just that's not gonna that's not gonna turn out well for you for everybody so. i mean i like the score but that's not an i just go sneaking as the woman king just leave if suddenly you get like this gone, just go to the woman king. I don't know this director. Do you know anything from this director? I don't even know who the director is on this. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's a guy named Tom George. Oh, that just sounds like a, such a. Should name. we know you? Mm, this country I'm... defending the guilty. TV. Like, yeah. Okay, you know what? That makes it even less forgivable if he knows the beats of TV. Yeah, that he didn't some, get some these like, beats. Something like this is is made for TV beats. Yeah, so it's unforgivable, wholly unforgivable. Oh, well, I see which episodes that you've directed of Glastonbury. I now understand why you don't have all your beats down. Ooh, such a nerd. But yeah, I just, I just like what's wrong with it are all bad beats. That yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why Sam looked like he don't. All the way want to be here. <laughs> this is a, this is one of them. This is one of them post COVID checks. It's just you know. Yeah. Well, this got in a. I do did, did that'd be another question is whether or not this was a COVID production. Could be. That's the thing about this. That's the thing about the movies this year. We are getting a lot of COVID productions. Yeah, right? but I think that speaks more to, uh, the stagnation in certain tactics because we've also seen some really good projects that we know were done during covid and people had to go to like alternative and it wasn't just because they could put put everybody in a bubble it's like it was location issues it was you know set design and scene composition issues and we've seen some people do some really fantastic things during the pan during the quarantines and in lockdown situations and in the more areas where people rightly should be engaging in risk mitigation so i'm i'm not necessarily that inclined to be that forgiving anymore after having seen what people have been to able to accomplish under the different circumstances for the people who just want to put it down to oh we had to deal with the limitations of covid or we had to change this for covid because all that really truly honestly is starting to tell me is you did not practice good 
you know, uh, you know, mitigation and method method so you could keep your people together and keep them safe because we've seen plenty of people who've done that on far bigger productions mm-hmm. and came through it. Knock on wood, so far not having a significant you know number of people who ended up with COVID because they maintain the mitigation measures. So, I mean, this takes place what in a couple of hotel rooms, a theater. Outside of the scenes with a couple of scenes with some people, this is all self-contained, right? Um, no, because there's the party at the beginning. There's no, I don't, I don't, I mean, this, this stat, this, this is not that big outside of the party where you would put what have a bunch of extras. And then maybe yeah, the police yeah. station a couple of times when you're there with those extras in the back. But even the but even the police station, if you think about it, the police station was empty. Right. Yeah, you're right. So so yeah. So if we're running into some of these beats or some of these scenes, it's it. I really feel like it's like the energy that they give you in the trailer with the way that they lay out the title cards is not sustained for the full production, and that's why this movie is not enough. See, so, see, but you know what? That's I, not COVID. I, but I can say one thing, and I, this has happened a couple of times now for me, especially on the non-blockbuster films. I ain't seen the trailers, so I hear what you're, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but no, like, but I, I don't yeah, think not seeing the trailer I, I'm even I'm saying helps that yeah. because I just turned to the IMBD page, and, the and the trailer runs at the top, mm. so it's over on my second screen, kind of running with the sound off, and I'm looking at the bounce. That the trailer has, I'm like y'all don't maintain that for the yeah, whole no, movie. No, yeah, it doesn't. It has this. Well, that and that's why I said it. it's like, what was? Oh, was it the French Connection or whatever that was? Uh, the, was that the mo- movie? The movie they, they mentioned in the movie? No, well, it wasn't that. The French Dis- Dispatch. Right. That's right. the energy. Yeah, that's the again Wes Anderson energy. So I got that. I get that from. I'm looking at the trailer now. Yeah, I get that from the trailer, but that's not what the movie is. You don't get that energy from the movie. And so that They've hurts it. done a disservice to themselves. Yes. Yes. It needed. They, yeah. Like, I, I feel like if you, I feel like if this had been a Wes Anderson movie, I, I would have loved this. Yeah. So, so I don't think it's, I don't, it's not, everybody plays their characters very well. Adrian everybody, and, with the exception Andrew? of Sorsha, I'm really starting oh. to agree with you. I think there's something really off with her energy. But again, that's probably what she was asked to bring. So she gave what she was asked to give. But yeah, it, this is a director problem. I find it interesting because I just realized that, uh, I remember that Adrian Brody was in the French Dispatch. <laughs> yep. Completely forgot about that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and I would, yeah, I, I want people to stop putting Ruth Wilson in movies and not giving her enough to do for me, just because I like Ruth Wilson on screen. I think she's a brilliant actress and we should get to see more of her. But that's just a selfish need. But I'm looking back at the cast list. Mm-hmm. So much underutilization. This, is a, this has been my problem. This has been, and again, maybe this overall is a COVID thing, but I feel like we've been saying underutilizes the cast a lot this year in a lot of this movie. 
Yes, but I'm going to start holding it against directors yeah, for no, not no, no, being no, able absolutely. to come up with inno innovative ways to get what they need so they've got it when they sit down to edit. No, absolutely. No, no, no. I mean, again, not not using it as an excuse, but just saying that it seems like this is mm -hmm. becoming is become is becoming more of a pattern. This is why y'all want us to go to the movies exclusively right, because y'all didn't know because how to you know how to use your cast, yeah. and, and you knew. You don't want us able to live tweet your weaknesses. Right, right. So. <laughs> your game is weak. That's the vibe I'm starting to feel with. Yeah. And if you're a new director, be innovative. I mean, the best things we've seen are people who have just said, no, let's try it. Well, what is the, um, we just got the, uh, that film, um, Vengeance? Isn't that the name of oh, the yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there's ways of doing this, guys. We've seen mm -hmm. it. We've seen it. What was it? The rental? Right. Right. We I, saw. Right. And we then we saw another one. There yeah. was another, see, again, you know what? All these movies that want to play around with the locked room or the, you know, eh, yeah, it's not, it's good luck, Leo Grand, Grande. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's Emma Thompson. Uh, that uh, fine. I, f I feel bad that I'm about to objectify the finance man who's in the movie, whose name I can't remember right now. And uh, with the exception of the end of the movie, all of that movie takes place in that room with them as the main characters. What's the one we watched with Chris Pine and Dandy Newton? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, God, I can't remember what you're saying. I can't remember what it is now. But the scenes that work there were scenes where they had to mitigate. And those are the scenes that work best. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, you know, step up or step away. And it's just like when you, and I think, yeah, I feel like people who want to kind of step into this comedy mystery place as one of their first projects are starting to do that thing that we really complain about people who want to do horror doing. Mm -hmm. And, and the weaknesses or, the shortcuts and the laziness are showing and also when they really hardcore crutch on really good actors without making sure they have everything they need to go a hundred percent in mm -hmm. and yeah it start it's it's you know the edges are starting to show but i think that's a, i do i don't care what anyone says i think that's why studios and i think that's why a certain brand and a certain type of filmmaker are being really hard about making it difficult for people to get to see products in real time oh, or yeah. because yeah. you know you go to the movie theater they got your money whether you like it or not right you're gonna you're gonna tell yourself tell yourself that this shit was good right you're gonna find or find an excuse you watch this shit at home you turn this shit off you ain't gonna watch it no more and so. but also there's another data point that it's harder for them to fight back against when mm -hmm. it goes on streaming these places can tell when you stop and right, never come right, back. Right, that, that's, the, that's the ego killer right there. They started it, but did they finish it? No, right. they did not. Like, you don't... They can tell the difference between yeah. a stop it, 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 and then you come back and pick up a yeah. stop and you re and restart. You never, and you never came back. I, I just, mm, this is one of the things. Yeah. Yes, you, you, you pay your money, you go to the theater, you leave, the entire theater leave doesn't matter because that still counts as a sale. Nobody's talking about anything else. Right. And I think that's why they are so hardcore about trying to force people because I don't care. It, quite frankly, it's force people to go to the movies because mm -hmm. those those metrics don't exist. You know, they don't have to combat those analytics when they come back to the gable to negotiate another deal 
or to talk about what's they're going to be their money or how big a production is going to be or who they can go after to be in their movie. Because, you know, sometimes that also is what can be a cap killer. Mm-hmm. How, how high you aim. If they don't have to fight against better data metrics from audiences when they're talking budget, when they're talking scale, and when they're talking casting, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel like that's what it is because they also, you turn around, they're also the ones who fight how long before it's available even on VOD. There are plenty of them who are trying to skip and stick strictly to the going to, di- to DVD to get that money once they can't get you in the rental market. And, I, and I, I'm sorry, a lot of the products that we have seen, they belong at a much lower scale availability model. And it's not because the quality is different. It's because of the care made with the product. That's a streaming movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the exception across the board of streaming movies. No, I think that I think I, I loved Bullet Train. I had a good ass time. And I firmly believe that if they had done a day and date, they wouldn't have had to try to ride out holdover before it started making its money. I think the word of mouth campaign would have gone much faster. I think that people like me who would have seen it and liked it would have gone to see it in IMAX because it's it's like, it looks good, big. This movie doesn't, do you need to see, see how they run in the movie theater? Do you feel like you were somehow cheated visually? Right. Can you name the movies that you've seen this year that you feel like you were somehow cheated visually? Uh, no, none of them, to be perfectly honest. Right. But, you know, Honk for Jesus Saved Your Soul was in movie theaters and Peacock at the same time. And I think that was the right call. And that is a solid movie. Adama Ebo put her foot in that script, in the direction. Um, if we're not talking award season about the lead, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what would have happened if they tried to exclusively put Honk for Jesus in movie theaters? The metric would be like, see, you still can't have a dramatic movie with two black leads and blah, blah, blah. But now they have to deal with all the metrics that are come off Peacock. That so everybody watched that movie at home. Right. We watched the movie and we finished the movie. So yeah, so see how they run should have done day and date. They should have streamed somewhere at the same time. Because I think a significant amount of their audience that'll watch this movie and unequivocally enjoy it, they're not going to the movies. Mm-mm. And and this movie is not going to make them go to the movies. I'm not going to the movies for sixes. Are you? Oh no. Right. Yeah. That's all um, I got. All I, got. Know, I was looking I was looking to try to see. I was looking at my, my my allied links to see if maybe there was some news about it not being. Uh, hey, did you find anything? Nope. It says in theaters. So. Yeah, I think it's a mistake. Yeah, definitely. I a think. Mistake, so. Yeah, I think it's a solid movie. I think it's fun. I think it's light enough. I, um, but I don't think it's. I think it's. I mean. I think it's going to get some bounce because people will go to see Sam Rockwell. Other people go to see. Um, Sorsha, but 
as in a movie that could have had a much wider base of appeal by surprise. Mm-hmm. It's not not with glass, not with not with fucking glass onion on its way. Yeah, that too. So. You've got to be as good a whodunit as Knives Out mm-hmm. now. Like, and if you're going to play into like the other element, you have to be as fun as Clue. Yeah, and it doesn't either. Nope. Um, so, so it's good. Yeah. It's cute. Um. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, can't get them all. So, um, all right, folks. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Movie trailer reviews, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. Got plenty more. So getting into that award season time, so we'll have plenty of movies coming out that we'll be watching. Stuff we probably should have seen earlier in the year, but I didn't, or Ro didn't, and then we'll be watching now. So uh, stay tuned. So we'll be back soon. Till next time, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>